Welcome to the Dr. Katie Show. Free advice for the people. Because everybody deserves a better work experience. Call in to receive free career advice from Dr. Katie Revere, an experienced career coach and organizational psychologist. Dr. Katie has nearly 20 years of corporate business experience across various industries. She works with individuals, executives, and teams to create innovative, human-centered solutions to improve the workplace experience. Now here's Dr. Katie. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the debut show of uh, the Dr. Katie Show. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Rovier, and um, thank you so much for the warm welcome, uh, Eric, our producer, and I'm really excited to be on the air with you all today. I'm here to offer career, free career advice. Um, why? <laughs> why do I want to do this? Because Everyone deserves a better work experience. I have been a coach probably since I was a little kid, I'll be honest, <laughs> but I've been coaching individuals, working with teams and organizations for nearly 20 years now, and I really, really find great joy in helping people find clarity in what it is they're challenged by in their work environment, and um, I've got some great training. I have a PhD in organizational psychology. And what that is, is uh, basically understanding the human experience in the workplace. So the organizations uh, that you work in, uh, you know, they are comprised of people and people are complex beings, human beings. We are very complex beings and we are, you know, we need love, we need care and we deserve joy. And so how do we, how do we tap into our blind spots, things that are preventing us from really having a better experience. It's so interesting because I hear a lot from clients saying, oh, you know, if I say, hey, how's your day going? Oh, it could be, you know, it's not that bad. Well, what I want to, what I'm here to do and to represent is, you know, it could be better. It can always be better and you deserve better. So I'm here to provide career advice and just an overall dialogue uh, around the work experience and how to make that better. So on the show, I plan to do some interviews, uh, interview other organizational psychologists with similar backgrounds to myself, people who are out there uh, inside organizations doing what I do to make them better. Um, I also uh, will be interviewing authors and um, my primary purpose, though, for being on the air with you all today is to hear from you what's going on in your work experience um, and to offer my advice and guidance to help you unmask your blind spots um, so you can have a better experience. So I am really excited to be here today. I think we have some callers uh, or at least one caller <laughs> lined up for the debut show. So uh, I'm ready to jump right in. Eric, uh, our producer, is helping field the calls today and um, help support uh, a good listening experience. So please call in. Um, while you're thinking about calling in or not sure if you know a specific question you might want to ask me, um, there's a 
some things to keep in mind as you're mulling over what you might want some advice on. Um, is there something that you are specifically wanting to achieve? Um, is there a, a problem or a challenge that you need some help to resolve? Um, do you try, are you trying to solve a problem? Is there something specifically that you want to work on or something that's been coming up for you? Um, you're getting little whispers of, oh man, I should really change this about this experience or man, that person in my work experience really gets under my skin. Um, you know, when you call in to the show, uh, my hope is that you will, um, uh, be able to tell me a little bit about the situation. You don't have to have a clear question. Um, I think sometimes if, when you call into a show, you might feel pressure to have a specific question, but I'll definitely want to hear a little bit about the situation. So feel free to bring a little bit of the context with you during your call. And I want to talk to you about what you might do, what some options might be, and help you understand what might be next. And through that conversation, hopefully we can unmask some of your blind spots uh, around that particular challenge or situation. So that is what I'm hoping to do with you all today. I'm really excited to, to kick off the show. And um, Eric, if you're ready, we're, we're ready to take a caller if we have one. Yeah, we've got a couple calls, uh, Dr. Katie. But uh, before we go to that, uh, since this is the first show, I'm wondering if you might give out your website so that folks can find more information about you uh, right from the get-go. Eric, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, we seem, to, we seem to be having some technical issues here. So uh, why don't we take a quick break? We'll get that sorted out, and then we'll get right to our caller. So everybody stay tuned for more of the Dr. Katie Show. Right now, Doctors Without Borders medical teams are operating in some of the most remote and dangerous corners of the world. When front yards become front lines, when disaster erupts, when disease rages, when communities collapse under crisis, at the crossroads of conflict and epidemic, where there are no hospitals, that's where we operate. We go where conditions are the worst because that's where we're needed most. In nearly 70 countries, we're saving lives threatened by violence, disease, malnutrition, and catastrophic events. Donors are vital to our mission. Your response is critical to our response in places where a few others will go. That's where we operate. Learn more at doctorswithoutborders.org. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. All right, and we are back. 
We are back indeed. And Dr. Katie, I'm glad we got this, uh, the connection sorted out. Uh, you're doing the show remotely from California. We're up here in Seattle uh, bringing this uh, great show to all our listeners. And before the break, um, I was mentioning that since this is the first show, that it would be great right off the bat to give out your website so people can find yeah. out more about you and what you do and how they can get a hold of you uh, if they need your help. Yeah, thanks, Eric. I appreciate that. And uh, I am doing the show remote uh, from our satellite office here in Northern California, San Francisco Bay Area. So thanks for reminding me to, to tell folks about that. Um, and you can find me. Um, my website is betterworkexperience.com. And I have some information on there about how to uh, get in touch with me if you'd like to put, book a private session, a private coaching session with me. I'm available. Uh, so reach on out. Fantastic. Why don't we go straight to our first caller? We've got Andy in Orange County on the line. Great. Hi, Andy. What can Hi. I do for you? Hi. Is this working? Yep. Awesome. I can hear you loud and clear. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking my call, Dr. Katie. Um, we've met before. You helped me tremendously uh, about two years ago at my sign shop here in Orange County with some... Um, of my production flow and, you know, kind of placing in some systems where I could put some better organization into my business. Of course. And, I remember you, Andy. Yeah. And um, so I'm super excited for your new radio show. And I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit more. I Even though I've made a lot of progress in time management skills, I still struggle with it. Mm -hmm. like, I'm better than I used to be, but there's room for improvement on my time management skills. So I was wondering if you had any methods or techniques um, that you have found to be useful tools for just organizing my time better. I'm constantly kind of um, underestimating the time it takes to do various tasks, basically. Mm. Yeah, time management's a really good topic uh, to talk about. So thanks for bringing that up and thanks for calling in uh, my first caller on my show. It's great to, to hear from you and I'm glad to hear that you've made progress. Um, so you're, you're a business owner, uh, you owning a business uh, and an actual physical shine shop. I absolutely remember the work that we did together. We did some leadership work and it's a big job. There's lots of little components. So it's time management as a topic is, um, it's a good one to bring up. And I think a lot of people are going to benefit from, from this call. So, you know, when I think about time management for you, Andy, and I think about the business and all the things that you have on your plate, my question, I have a question back for you actually to start with is what exactly is the result that you're looking for that you're not getting? Cause it's, I'm getting a sense that you're, you know, each day goes by, you're sort of, there's sort of a little bit of a letdown at the end of each day. And so I guess I'd like to hear more from you is what exactly are you, what's the result you're looking for each day? What would be better for you at the end of each day? Um, well, I definitely want to complete all of my chores, so to speak. Um, but I guess at the end of the day, uh, well, let me give me a little background of my background here. Sure. Um, I, I came into the sign industry as a working artist with the vision of 
uh, taking over a pre-existing sign shop to build onto um, very creative sign work, so like very artistically inclined uh, signage for businesses and amusement parks. Um, I took over a 50-year-old business with a uh, built-in clientele, and I guess my problem is, is that I find that the business kind of runs me as opposed to me running the business. So I'm still doing a lot of a lot of signs that are practical for businesses, but they're not really artistic for businesses. So I'm having a hard time carving out the time that I need to push this business into the creative direction that I really want to see it go. Can you stop doing the less creative signs? I could, but then I'd stop making the money that comes with it. So that's where I get kind of, you know, it's like, do I want to make my money or do I want to make creative signs and put put the energy into that? And the money I know will eventually come, but it's taking a step back financially. Hmm. So there's there's two there's two layers here, it seems. One is, how do you do it all? Uh, it's like, I, it's, I'm hearing a couple things. So at the end of the day, you have this laundry list. Maybe you start the day with a long list of things to do, or maybe you've had this long list of things. I know I do that. I'm always trying to check off a couple boxes a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to answer that question, does that, does that sound like your situation? I don't want to put words oh, in yeah, your mouth exactly. there. Exactly. That's like spot on my situation. So it's like this revolving door of overwhelming stuff to do. Right, right. Like the list is never ending and it never never gets finished by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I feel like there's no every day it's a letdown to go in the direction that like is this creative direction. Mm -hmm. So on the time management question, you know, honestly, especially now for me being a new mom, like, I don't know if you have any kids or not, even before I was a parent, it just, my philosophy is to do less. Um, one thing a day, one important thing a day, as much as I can, um, as much as feasibly possible. The more um, hurdles we give ourselves to jump over in a day, I feel like the more stressed we are, um, the more or the less fun we have. So try and see what you can cut back and give yourself a little bit more breathing room uh, where you can, where, where it makes sense and really think about and really sit in your gut, try and meditate, maybe do some deep breathing and say, okay, what's really most important for today. And just do that. Um, whatever that might be, if it's delivering on a creative project or delivering on, you know, a a less creative project, but it's going to bring you in some income for the month, focus on that and, and be kind to yourself about it. Um, when, whenever we leave all of these extra things on our list that we didn't check off, you know, then we leave our workday feeling sad or feeling low energy when really, you know, you have an opportunity to lift yourself up and it's all about perspective. So try to be kinder to yourself on that to-do list. That sounds so simple, but actually that sounds really good because I think I am really hard on myself to like get everybody else's um, request taken care of. And then by right. the end of the day, I'm like, oh, it's time to go. I got to run out the door. And I never really make really much time for myself. Like I barely take a lunch. 
bacon. Yeah, and I was gonna say it. And then, are you even eating? Are you I drinking do. I, water? I eat pretty good. I mean, I, I eat <laughs> better good. when I eat, so <laughs> I do try that's to make good. time for it. But sometimes it doesn't take like a second person to remind me. I yeah, eat. and you know, it's not. I mean, I also want to address your second part of your question, which is, I think something we talked about two years ago when we worked together is, you know, I want to push this sign shop into a creative space. You bought a 50 year old business, right? That came with, you know, a foundation, a clientele, which is fantastic because you picked up this, um, you picked up this opportunity to learn so much. And I remember the early days when we first started working together and you were telling me about it, how impressed I was and with how courageous you were in that endeavor. Um, but it it came with a lot of challenges, right? Um, so challenges I didn't foresee in the beginning. Right. And the other thing was like this transition from a creative, because I think if I recall correctly, you were a painter, you're a muralist and you would, do paintings, right? Right, right, exactly. So that is a very specific artistic um, endeavor, <laughs> you know, versus making signs that people are asking you to produce. You know, Andy, your desire, and I've seen some of your artwork as well. Um, you're, you, I believe, are in your joy when you're painting when you're creating beautiful artwork that you intuit from your just passion as a, as an artist. Um, we are creators as humans. We want to create things. Um, and part of creation is tapping into that intuitive inspiration that we all get that we often all ignore. So being that you own a company, it's kind of like, I don't know if you can have both through that business um, because I'm not, you know, it actually, let me take that back. You can have, you can, you can have both. Cause like, it felt like, not to cut you off there, but I I feel like at times I almost need to start a separate business, like a umbrella business to make it happen for the creative side to work. Does it need a, do you need to do all of that? I don't really know. Like part of me thinks, part of me thinks that if you believe in your murals and your other pieces of the other side of your service offerings in your company Mm -hmm. enough, and you believe that those are going to help supply the, the income and the revenue to keep the business open. If you believe that, it's going to be true for you. If you believe that it's going to take a long time to build clientele for the creative work and that there's not a lot of money in it, that's going to be true for you too. So a lot of what I'm kind of trying to tap into right here with you is your mindset around and your story that you're telling yourself around what's really going on and what you can achieve. So if you step back from the current reality that's in front of you, the, the never ending long laundry list of to do's, the, the incoming, like you, you want more creative projects, but, and you want less 
uh, more structural. I don't know what the, how you would describe the other less creative. (laughs) Yeah. Mundane projects. So if you think, I don't know if you're familiar with law of attraction at all, but you oh, know, very. love it. Like I was thinking that when you were talking, like that's good, like ringing bells for me. Yeah. So, I mean, you're putting energy of this vibration out into the world that, you know, the creative signs that you do or whatever those projects look like for you don't make money and can't sustain the business or that you have to create another umbrella company you don't really need to do any of that. Um, You just have to believe in yourself and believe that you can have whatever you want in this world, in this life. Thank you. I I love hearing that. And that gives me a lot of (laughs) encouragement. Good, 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 good. What I just need is just like the encouragement to like, and the courage just to set aside a little extra time for me a day, like kind of guard that harder. Well, and that feels also like a low vibration too. Cause you, it's like you almost, you're, it feels like you have to, that comes across as I have to put up a blockade in order to do this. You know, I need a, I need to line my fence line with armed gunmen so that I can protect my time, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, I, I, I smell what you're stepping in there. Yeah. So it's like, try and lighten it up a little bit. You know, we were saying earlier about, the endless to do's, you know, maybe there's one thing you can do every day. Um, even if it's just saying it's all going to work out, everything's going to work out for me. Okay. Everything's going to work out. And maybe if it's just taking a moment to, to just reset your energy in that spot, everything's going to work out or revel in how much you love your creative projects. Just pour your just pour your love into that experience and talk about how much you love creative projects. You know, tell people, oh, I'm so excited for this creative project I have. It doesn't matter if it's paying you $50 or $5,000. Okay. Yeah. Those moments. Um, And that energy is going to blossom more and more of that good energy for you. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Katie. That was really, I feel a lot better talking to you. um, Good. Thank you so much for calling in, Andy, and um, good luck to you. And I would love to hear how things go. So if you call me back and to the show and check in. I would love that. I would love, I would love to be able to call in at another point. um, I'm really excited to follow your new radio show. I'm super excited. I got to be the first caller. So yeah, um, first caller. (laughs) uh, It's really exciting. All right. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to let you go, and um, I will keep it <laughs> touch. You. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care, Andy. Awesome. Shall we go to our next caller? Yeah, let's go to our next caller. All right, let's talk to Magna, or Magda calling from Oakley. Hi, Magda. Hello, Hello. is this Dr. Katie? Hi, yep, you're live with Dr. Katie. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Um I have probably a a unique situation. Um, I have written four novels. I have published zero novels. And I'm retiring at the end of the year. I want to devote my time to getting these novels published. But I am hesitant 
and I am somewhat afraid of rejection. You know, mm-hmm. that's a lie. I am terribly afraid of rejection. Mm-hmm. And I know that rejection is the hallmark of publishing. So how can I get over my fear of rejection and get my four novels on the market? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for calling in, uh, Magda, and allowing yourself to be vulnerable uh, in that space. I can tell that this is a hard topic to talk about. Again, with you know, kind of tying in Andy's um, call from Orange County, we are creative people, and you know, our creations, uh, whatever we put out in the world, it, it allows us to be vulnerable and rejection is fear of um, being vulnerable and allowing um, allowing our negative energy around the vulnerability of putting ourselves out there um, is brings back that ex- to our experience um, to talk more specifically about, your situation. I just want to say, first off, congratulations on writing four novels. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. How Thank have you, you so you've you're just retiring in a year and you've already written four novels? Well, I started nine years ago. Awesome. And, um, I had to take a little break from the workforce and take care of my mom for a while. And during that time I was writing. Um, I did make some furtive attempts to write query letters and get in the market, but as I said earlier, rejection is not something I handle well. Mm-hmm. So, um, what is it about rejection? Like, oh, what does that in- word mean to you? Oh, it's invalidation. I mean, start at the top with I'm not a good writer my story sucks um nobody will read it if somebody reads it they won't like it (laughs) I could keep going for days um Mm -hmm. all those things make me afraid to finally get out there now since I'm retiring from the workforce I want to transition into publishing I want to do it seamlessly and successfully. Mm-hmm. So any advice you can give me about how to do that will be so helpful. Well, I don't particularly know uh, how to get you published, <laughs> but what I'm picking up on is uh, the story that you're saying, you're telling yourself around what it takes to get published. Um, and this you use the term um, when you first when we first hop, hopped on the call that there was a you know everybody knows it's hard to get published um, yeah. that it's that it, rejection is part of publishing um, yeah. maybe it doesn't have to be maybe it doesn't have to be um, what I would encourage you to do is since you you have some time and you're in transition from retirement into um, becoming a pay, I would imagine you want to get paid for your books. You want to sell them. Is that 
where you're headed with oh, this? Oh, yeah, sure. That would be lovely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I just want to make sure because sometimes people just want to publish their books. I mean, I don't think anyone would not want to be paid, but I, you hadn't brought that up. Are you so I guess what I would like is maybe you could describe what success looks like. Um, and I just play a little bit with what it would feel like if people picked up your book and enjoyed reading it. Oh, how does that make you feel? It would be so, um, invigorating and exciting for me to know that someone out there enjoys my work and my imagination and can identify with my characters and the situation that I put them in. I really, really need validation with my writing. And so I want to write the perfect query letter to get to the publisher or to an agent. I've been rejected by agents too. And um, go from there. And so anyway, that's basically, I think it might be an attitude problem. That's where we're going with this. A what, a what problem? Say it again. Attitude. My attitude. attitude. Well, I mean, it might, yeah, part of it, part of it is. Um, I think what I'm trying to get you to, to play in is leaning into the joy of what it will feel like when it all happens for you and just kind of rest, allow yourself to play there. So what, what you just did is I asked you, what would it, what would it be like for you to, um, if someone was to read and enjoy one of your stories, I mean, your energy just shot through the roof, like, Oh, it'd be so great. It would be so exciting. I want you to like try it every morning just to play in that space. Imagine a cus- imagine your book on the shelf uh, at a bookstore. What what's a what's your favorite bookstore near you? Okay. Oh, uh, Barnes and Noble. Okay, so imagine you're in that bookstore uh, and you're walking through the aisle and you see your book on the shelf and you see someone pick it up and you watch oh. them. And you watch, watch them walk to flip through the few pages, smile, and walk to the register with the book and purchase it. And maybe after that, they sit down at the adjoining coffee shop or next door and you follow them and you see that they're, they can't stop turning the pages. They're just reading it and reading it and reading it. Oh, that's amazing. That's exactly what I... I picture my fantasy is, good it's being uh and i i i don't think of success so much in terms of monetary value but i think of the message or the um the stories that i bring that people share and relate to and mm-hmm. identify with mm-hmm. so that um and are entertained by yeah. I, so take I, take that visualization and maybe it's less about attitude and maybe it's more about you need some positive visualizations of what it would look like for you to don't worry about writing the letter. All that's going to come to you. The, the, the letter to the publishers, like 
don't worry about that right now because you'll get inspired thought to help you write that stuff and that will come. But I want you to try and reach if you can towards uh, a positive joy-filled aspiration of an experience, seeing someone purchase your book at the bookstore, look at them, they're excited to read it. They can't even wait to get home. They sit down immediately in the coffee shop and start turning the pages and just feel how joyous that is and how wonderful of a feeling that is. And I just want you to try and do that every morning for the next week. And then maybe you can call us back uh, in a couple weeks or in a week and tell us how it's going. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful. I love that idea. I think that um, I'm stuck in it because I'm in a transition in my life where I'm going to be leaving the workforce and I just can't imagine not writing. And I need to, I feel like I need to publish these four books before I go further. Yep. And all of that's going to, all of that will align for you. Just start with the positive visualization. I promise you that will help you just start with the positive visualization, get into that joy, raise your internal vibration around that energy excitement. I can do like somebody likes what you're reading, you know, so call us back and see how it goes. I will do that. Thank you, Dr. Katie. I'm going Thank to do that so in. in the morning. I love the idea of, of someone picking up my book and not being able to put it down. Me too. That's so exciting for me. Good. Good, good, good. Well, we'll all be putting some positive energy in there for you to do that. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks again. You're welcome. All right. I think we actually need to move to our first break or a second break rather. So we will be back shortly. All right. Stay tuned, everybody. And if you want to call in, it's 425-373-5527 or toll free 888-298-5569. Stay tuned for more of the Dr. Katie Show. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. What do trees make you think of? Life, longevity, health? There's a reason for that. They're the building blocks of our ecosystems, capable of restoring land and environment while creating stable food systems and economic opportunity. At Trees for the Future, for 30 years, we've worked with smallholder farmers in developing countries to establish sustainable agroforestry methods. Where there was once deforestation and poor agricultural practices, There are now thriving microenvironments we call forest gardens, made up of more than 50 species of trees and dozens of shrubs, fruits, and vegetables. Through Trees for the Future's forest garden approach, thousands of farming families have successfully brought their land back to life. 
a sustainable solution to hunger, poverty, and climate change. Sponsored by Trees for the Future. You're invited to join the movement at trees.org slash radio. Hello, my name is Marie Manucheri. I'm an energy intuitive author and host of Where Energy and Medicine Meet. During the show, I answer callers' questions, intuitively, of course, and provide invaluable guidance. I also interview others who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. Tune in on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 1150 a.m. in Seattle or live wherever you are at energyintuitive.com. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. And we're back here on the Dr. Katie Show. Hello, hello, hello. We are back, uh, and uh, what an exciting, what an exciting first show. Really uh, love the calls that have come in so far, and I guess we have a, a few other calls to take. So let's jump right in. All right, let's talk to Dana in Truckee. Hi, Dana. You're on the with Dr. Katie. Hi, Dr. Katie. Thank you so much for taking my call. How are you today? More wonderful. How can I'm I help really you? Enjoying, oh, the show is wonderful. I'm so excited that you have this going on. What a great show. Offer awesome. career Thanks. advice to folks. I have a good question for you. Oh, good, good, good. So I have actually uh, left my job. I've been working in the area for a year and a half, and I am moving to a new town. Lots of big changes coming. I'm really excited about it, but nervous. And as I've been looking for jobs, I've been kind of pouring over my resume and really wondering how I can really speak to my strengths, but also not sound overconfident or not sound too full of myself, but really make sure that I'm highlighting my strengths as I'm coming into an interview and uh, really kind of showing who I am and what I'm capable of. I just really love to hear your thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. Are you having a hard time, um, like presenting yourself? You, you said something that just sort of triggered something for me, which is, are you, uh, what did you say? I forget the exact words that you used, but you said, how do I not be overconfident or over what, well, could you talk to, talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. And you know what, that might not have been the best word to use. What I mean is like, when you're trying to sell your confidences and sell your strengths um, in an interview, but you don't want to sound too full of yourself, I guess is really what I meant. I don't want to sound like, oh, I know everything or I have it all figured out, but I really want them to know that I feel strongly about certain strengths that I have. You know what I mean? And whether that be on my resume and they're reading it for the first time or whether that be in an interview, like how can I kind of make myself sound as best in those situations? Yeah, there's, so uh, that's a great question. And thanks for calling in and asking that. Um, I think a lot of us struggle with this. How do we put ourselves out there without seeming cocky or, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, you just love yourself so much? Well, honestly, I mean, I think that is something that mostly women struggle with. I, I mean, maybe men do too. Maybe if there's some, some men listening, uh, you can call in. Do you guys feel this ever? Like, do you worry about coming across too confident? Um, I don't know if it's our sensitive nature as women or 
or what, but I, I certainly earlier in my career have felt that way. And I think you're moving to a new town. Is mm-hmm. that what you said? Right. Yeah. So you're, so you're, and you currently, you've already left your existing job. I did. Yep. So yeah. I'm like in that transition phase where yeah. I'm looking and. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a scary place to be. Um, that's, that's probably, I mean, you have a lot of sort of fear triggers going on right now. Like, Oh, I'm in mo- you're moving. First of all, that's a big change. Um, yeah. You're unemployed, which there's all kinds of stigma associated with people who are unemployed. Um, yeah. And that it puts you at a disadvantage emotionally sometimes because you're, oh God, you know, is it sometimes, is it harder to get a job if I'm unemployed or, you know, people say, oh, don't, don't quit your job until you find a new one um, right. so that you don't you know, have a gap in your employment history. I mean, there's all this sort of stigma around being unemployed. And so I, th- I think, I, I, I know you tell me if that's accurate, but is that also part of this insecurity about how do I put myself out there? I think it is. I really, mm-hmm. I mean, at the root of it all, I think I am insecure about, you know, putting my best foot forward when it comes to having that opportunity, because who knows when the next opportunity will come along, right? Yeah. So, what time, what, what kind of work are you in? So I'm a dietitian, so I work in clinical, um, in a clinical setting. So hospitals mostly, but also so you're, you're highly specialized. You've gone yes. to schooling, you've got certifications. Correct. And so you have experience working in this space. You've done it before. That is correct. Yeah. And are you good at your job? Do you like what you do? I feel like I do a pretty good job and I do enjoy what I do. I think um, I would be open to exploring other avenues within my career because I, I really like the idea of building rapport with clients. Um, mm-hmm. And you don't always get that opportunity in, you know, acute care so much. So um, I would absolutely be open to other avenues, but I would say my experience is pretty mostly limited to working mostly in hospitals. So it sounds like you, you've got a, a good foundation of qualifications. Mm-hmm. You have education experience. And another thing that you have going for you, Dana, is that you know what you want. Mm-hmm. So you know that you want to connect with clients, patients around their dietary needs for medical purposes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have the certification, the background, the education to do that. I think what's missing for you right now, and I think what's going to help you put yourself out there more in this new town where you're going to be living, looking for job opportunities, is to just know um, that you're worthy of that. You're worthy of that experience, that new job. Um, You have so much that you can offer the world and the people that you touch. I mean, knowing what to eat, and especially if you have um, a health, a critical health condition that requires a really specific diet. I mean, dietitians save lives. I mean, they work with people to make sure that they have the proper nutrition for to balance out blood sugars and different medications and all of that. You bring that joy and love and care to the people that you interact with every day just focus in on that. You know, you want to be able to make that connection with people, right? I do. Yeah. So just lean into that and trust that the people that need you are going to find you in this new town. 
and trust that the opportunity is going to come. Um, if you feel like you're working really, really hard at a job search and you're just mm -hmm. every day, you're just, oh man, you're putting so much work into it. Just try and back off a little bit and let it breathe. Uh, because if, if every day you're exhausted and you're just seeing the same job postings every single day, that can be really annoying. <laughs> but you gotta get it. Oh, time. so true. And kind yeah. of just after a while, you're right. And I guess that totally makes sense. If I'm trying to keep a positive attitude and really think positively about moving forward, this is going to happen for me, believing it. I yeah. Get and totally you, about your, your comment about not sounding, you know, overly confident or full of yourself, you, you should mm -hmm. be full of yourself. You're, yeah. you're amazing. You're amazing. You help people, you save lives. Like people want to work with people who are confident in their abilities. So if you put yourself out there as timid and unsure of your capabilities on the job, you know, yeah. you're not going to get to work with anybody. I mean, people want to know Dana's going to come in and she's going to give me exactly the care specifications that I need for my diet. She's going to bring her expertise. And you know what, if there's something you don't know, you're going to go and research it and find out. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually wonderful because you, nobody knows everything. That's good so, to hear. Yeah. That's keep your chin up. I think we, we are running out of time. So I do want to, I think we have one more call wait, caller waiting. Okay. Um, but they, I hope was that, was that helpful? That's so helpful. I'm really just going to spend, you know, these next few weeks focusing on being positive and really continuing the search, you know, but being realistic about keep the your chin up. Keeping that chin up, absolutely. Yeah. And I hope to have some good news for you on the upcoming show. Yes, please call us back on a, on the next uh, show that's most aligned with your updates. So call us in, let us know how it's going, Dana. Good luck in your move and you. sending thank blessings you. your way. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Katie. You have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, we've only got about nine and a half minutes, but I know you want to get to our next caller, Maya in Oakley. Hi, Maya. How you doing? You're on the air with Dr. Katie. Hi, Dr. Katie. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, let me give you a little bit of background story on myself. Um, I had kids quite young, and that kind of put my career life on hold as I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. And now that my kids are grown, they're in school now, I've decided to get my real estate license and kind of put myself back into the workforce. And like I said, it's been almost a decade, and this is all new territory for me, and it's scary. Um, I've been doing things here and there within my um, new career path, but I feel like I'm holding myself back. I feel like because it's such new ter territory for me, and my kids have been my basically my life the last 10 years, um, 11 years actually, that I am not giving myself the push I need to really just jumpstart my new career path that I'm, I'm that I feel like I'm ready for. I really am ready to do something for myself now. So I just feel like my own insecurities, my own mind is holding me back from really putting myself out there because all I know is being a stay at home mom. Do you have any advice or something that can help me motivate me to just believe in myself. I, I feel like I know I can do it, but I'm just, my own subconscious is just holding me back. 
Yeah. Awesome question. Thanks for calling in Mia. Uh, what? Oh, we are our own worst enemies sometimes, aren't we? I mean, gosh, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> what is this? So what is it? What is this new territory for you? You said you, you're working on getting your real estate license or you already got it. I'm already licensed. I've been licensed since May, but I feel like because I've, I mean, I'm 33 years old. I have, I've been at home this whole time. And so going out there and actually working, so to speak, is scary. It's scary. Well, I feel the only difference for being at home, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, do you like making money? That's have you, have you, you've worked, have you worked at a job that paid you before? Did you work in high school? Oh, or absolutely. Yeah. 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 Is it, and then is I it stopped when I had my check? second child. Oh, absolutely. And that's my, what I want is I want the financial security more, you know, and it's just. Making money feels just, really good. Absolutely. Getting a check in the mail yeah. feels really and good or like, whatever it is, a direct deposit or <laughs> it's a good feeling, right? right? Yes. So is that what that new territory that, looks like for you? What's that? Is your new territory, does that look like you making money? Describe to me what uh, yes. this new territory yes. looks like. That, that's the number one thing is to make money because I haven't made money in so long. I haven't worked at all um, besides being. Well, you've worked. Let's be clear. Well, yes. But I want to been working, now. girl. You are a mother <laughs> and for 10 years <laughs> taking care of a household and a family. That is work. Yes. But now it's so just, I'm ready to make, make money, money working. Feel, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want someone to pay you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I'm just trying to differentiate for you um, in the sense that the what you're saying is what you're, what you're telling me in terms of the contest, I haven't worked. I haven't worked. I haven't worked. Like you said that multiple times. Girl, you've been yeah. working. You have been Very working. True. You have been busting your butt to raise a family and maintain a household. And that is work. That is not something that you just, I mean, sit around with your feet up, sitting in the pool, drinking margaritas. All Maybe you do that once in a while, which you should have. <laughs> you want yeah. to do that. But what I'm saying is stop saying I haven't worked because you right. know how to get, I don't know if I can say that on the, on the air, but you know how to get stuff done. You. Right. You know, you know how to get things done. You know how to prioritize things. I think what's really, really important for you, Maya, is take credit for all of the work you've been doing and add that to your resume and, and be confident in that because you have worked, you've been working. The only difference now is that you're going to get paid for your work. You're right. going to get checks for your work. And that is exciting. You already said that feels really good, right? Yes. Yes. And that's <laughs> what I want, you know, but I just feel like my own brain is like scared to really put myself out of? there. And that's what, what's that? Do you know what you're afraid of? Yes. 100%. What is it? What are you afraid of? Just putting myself out there and making that jump to like really focus on my career as an agent to, you know, build those relationships with people and nurture the relationships to get clients, you know, to come to me. And it's just so new to me and scary at the same time. Well, one thing I can say is 
you know, doing the show, this being my first show, this is definitely putting myself out there. And I have been sweating this whole time. (laughs) But you know what is so exciting about it is it it's making my heart beat in a new way. I've never felt my heart beat like this before. And it's so rewarding to feel alive in this moment. And that's what, when we get out there and we put ourselves out there and do things we've never done before, our heart beats in a new way. The blood pumps through our body in a new way. And that is so exciting. And it's a new feeling. It's a new feeling. But if you're feeling that, that means you're headed in the right direction. Right. Because and I do feel feeling... that way when I host Good. open houses and talk to people. It, it's nerve wracking, but I it's like exhilarating to probably. You, it is. Yeah, exactly. But I, you know, but then after I'm done with that one, I'm just like, oh my God, that was so nerve wracking, blah, blah, blah. But really, I was able to do it and I started a conversation and we kept going and you know, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like I'm holding myself back and I need to, I guess, be more confident. Well, it doesn't sound like you're holding yourself back. Let me tell you a couple of evidence, pieces of evidence of of that. One is you already got your real estate license and you're actually showing homes. Congratulations. You have not, you're not holding yourself back. So try to rethink what you're telling yourself about it because you have absolutely already put yourself out there and it sounds like you're already successful in a lot of ways. So give yourself credit for that. Um, and just trust that it's trust. And it's hard to say trust, just trust, just trust. It's all going to work out. Um, but you have evidence. I mean, not everyone has as much hard evidence as you that it's going to work out because you've got your license. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. Get getting a real estate license. Right. And you're already showing homes, which means you've used, your charisma and your energy as a human to build networks and relationships with people that are going to allow you to sell their house for them or allow you to find a home for them to buy. So you need to acknowledge the success that you've already had um, and that you are having. And does that sound like something? I'm not giving myself as much credit as I should be. Right. Exactly. So try and give yourself a little bit more credit, you know, wake up in the morning and say, you know, I'm not starting from zero today. I'm starting from 50. You've so much uh, ahead of the game. So I think we are we're running out of time. I would love to talk to you more, Maya, but um, looks Thank like- Thank you so much we- for taking my call. It's been very helpful and I look forward to listening to your show in the future. All right. Thank you so much for calling in and good luck with that. And um, you're doing great, Maya. Thank you. Yep. All right. So that is uh, the first ever show, the Dr. Katie show. Thank you everyone for calling in today. I was, I hope that I was able to offer you some career advice that is useful and helpful. And I hope uh, to get some great callers next week in our show. Uh, Again, if you want to get in touch with me offline of the show, you can find me at betterworkexperience.com and reach out and book a private session. I'd be happy to work with you uh, privately on whatever career challenges you're facing. And um, 
I, I think that's it. I just want to say I appreciate your help today, Eric, and um, talk to you all next week. <laughs>